Have you ever wondered, what's the one thing I can do that would make all the difference in my life? Imagine finding that one special thing that could change everything for the better. I'm letting you in on that one thing in today's episode, and it's probably not what you think it is. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Dental Life Podcast, where we explore how you can have both a successful career and a meaningful personal life in and outside of your practices without sacrificing one for the other. I'm your host, Beth Heilman, former dental office manager turned certified life and health coach, and I'm here to help you navigate the challenges and opportunities that come from being a dental professional. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to episode 20 of the Dental Life Podcast. I am so excited about today's topic because when I learned this one thing, everything changed. I stopped chasing feelings from things outside of me and started creating them in the life I had. So what is this one thing? I want you to think about all the things you have created so far in your life, your career, the relationships you have, the romantic ones, your family, your friends, your coworkers, the car you drive, the house you live in, the body you have, the money you have, how you spend your time, all the places you have traveled. Think about all of that. Because we think that all of these things, the circumstances in our life, are creating the experience we have of life. And if there's any part of that that we want to change, we think we have to set out to change those circumstances in order to feel better, to feel the way we want to feel. And it's not. None of the things outside of us have any meaning until we assign meaning to them. We have thoughts about them. So it's actually the thoughts we have about our circumstances that are creating the way we experience everything in our lives. It's not the things themselves. All of your power rests in the thoughts you are choosing to think. Unfortunately, most of us weren't taught this, so we don't even know. We're not aware of what we're thinking. We're all so busy trying to create our lives from the outside in, and that's not going to produce lasting results. You can't maintain that. It's exhausting. I know that's how it was for me for most of my life. Just clueless. I had to outsource all my power to the things outside of me. It seriously blew my mind when I learned this one thing. When you hand your power over to those things outside of you, you have released any hope of changing because the reason we want anything is how we think those things are going to make us feel. That is messy mental hygiene because things and people and stuff, they don't create our feelings. Our thoughts do. You're dependent on those things to feel the way you want to feel. And that's actually backwards from how it actually works. It's like, have you ever had a patient come into your practice? They're unaware of their dental health. I'm sure you've had patients when you do a periodontal probing. I'm sure you've had them say to you, of course, my gums bleed. You just poke me with that sharp, pointy thing. 
It's all your fault, not mine. They are unaware of the root cause of that bleeding and how it affects their overall health. That's why we need to pay attention to what we're thinking and to think deliberately and with intention. Then you can create the results you want for yourself. You have to get to the root cause and understand how it affects your overall experience of life. What if you were to flip the script and start creating your world from the inside out? If you stop waiting for circumstances to change so that you can feel the way you wanted to feel, you can create what you want now and stop waiting for one day, one day when all the things around you change. That one day when the skill says that magic number, when your bank account has the magic number, when your partner says just the right thing, does the right thing at the right time, that day when you land that perfect job, in that perfect practice, with the perfect patience, in the perfect location, with the perfect salary. Because listen, who decides what perfect even is? You do in your thoughts. And that's the best news ever because you can create anything you want starting right now. So what do you do about that? How do you make that happen? Remember, I'm here to give you solutions, not just fire hose a lot of information to you. The first step is you've got to gain awareness of what you're thinking about your life. So many of us have thoughts that do not serve us. We think things like, this is so hard. Why is it taking so long to accomplish my goals? Nothing ever is working right. Other people seem to be successful. It's just not in the cards for me. If I had more money, then I would whatever. Once I have the time, then I'll start my dream. My partner doesn't support me, so I can't support me. Listen, those are the sharp, pointy things we are blaming the condition of our lives on. We just aren't aware of the impact these thoughts create. So that's where we need to start. But look, that's the way your brain is pre-programmed. You are unaware of those thoughts because it's telling you what to do instead of you telling it what to do. Awareness of what you are actually thinking, how your thoughts make you feel, what you do when you feel that way, that is what's creating the things that you have in your life. Ask yourself, why do I choose those thoughts? Do you want to continue choosing those or do you want to make another choice? Choices that better serve you. Your thoughts are the root of all of it. Your thoughts create your feelings, which drive your actions and ultimately create the results in your life. It goes like this. The reason I acted like that was because I was feeling whatever way. The reason I was feeling like that was because of what I was thinking. I snapped at my husband because I was stressed out. I was stressed out because I was thinking I had so much to do and not enough time to do it. I ate that bag of Cheetos because I was bored. I was bored because I was thinking, really doesn't matter what I do about my diet. I've tried lots of things in the past and nothing ever works out for me. I skipped the gym because I was feeling apathetic. I was feeling apathetic because how many times have I gone to the gym and never seen changes in my body? I didn't help the assistant clean the instruments because I was feeling unappreciated. I was feeling unappreciated because I was thinking, 
Why help her? She never helps me. Listen, just becoming aware of the impact our thinking has on everything in our lives is the one thing that changes everything. Awareness is the first step, knowing what you are thinking. So now what? Once you become aware of your thoughts, what do you do next? Next, you get to choose if you want to continue thinking those thoughts or not. Now listen, don't beat yourself up with judgment and shame. Approach this step with fascination and curiosity. Ask yourself, hmm, I wonder why I choose to think. And then put in that sentence, she never helps me, so I won't help her. Does the version of me I want to see in the future think I go to the gym so many times and never see changes in my body? Do I want to continue thinking no diet has ever worked for me before, so I'll eat the Cheetos? Does thinking I have so much to do and not enough time to do it serve me? You have to decide what you are choosing to think on purpose and with intention. If you don't, your brain's going to do what it always does. It's going to go back to the same old thoughts it's always thought. It doesn't like to do things that are not familiar. It falls back to the things it's very comfortable with. And it's gotten really good at thinking those thoughts. Those same old thought patterns make it feel good in the moment. They don't cause any discomfort having to change. It doesn't require any energy to think those same thoughts. That's why you end up being stuck year after year after year, not really going after what you really want. Even thoughts that served you in the past and helped you grow and evolve, but some of those thoughts aren't serving the version of you you've evolved into today. I'll give you a couple of examples. I have a friend who references her struggles as a single mom. Her son is now 28. And listen, I'm not discounting the struggles of being a single parent. What I'm saying is those thoughts, the thoughts she had while raising her son, those created feelings of determination and focus that drove her to support her child and served her for that purpose. But she's evolved into a new version of herself now. But as long as she conti- continues to think those thoughts, they're actually not serving her. She's relying on those thoughts and it's keeping her from pursuing opportunities she wants to pursue both in her professional and personal life. I have this other client, Bob. He has a goal of writing a book. He started writing this book in 2019 and had a plan to finish it by the summer of 2020. All right. Then COVID happened. And like everyone else, He had to close his practice and all the interruptions that came along with that. His thoughts were all about the disruption COVID had on his life. He had been back working in his practice in the summer of 2020, but he hasn't written a single chapter in his book since then. Keep saying, well, COVID happened. Then I had to figure out how to recover financially from all of that. Make up the production I lost. He's still spinning on those disruptions. He felt so out of control with his life. He wanted to get that book done, but couldn't figure out why he wasn't writing. He told me, I don't want to procrastinate on this thing anymore. I don't want to sit in front of the TV every night when I should be writing. Just don't have any control to stop all that. 
It came down to his thoughts and the feelings they created and the actions he took when he was unaware of his thoughts. Once he was aware of what he was thinking about experience with COVID, it made it much easier for him to understand why he was procrastinating and not finishing the book. So he did this exercise I'm talking about today. He wrote down all the thoughts he was having about writing his book. Then he plugged them into the formula only backwards. If the result he was creating was an unfinished book, what actions was he taking that led to that result? What feelings were driving those actions? What thoughts were generating those emotions? He discovered when he was thinking about what COVID had cost him and asking questions like, why did that happen? Things will never be the same after this. Those thoughts were causing him to feel resentful. When he felt resentful, he procrastinated, kept thinking about the past, ruminating on all the things that should have happened, not facing the facts of what was actually happened. What he's discovered by doing this was COVID was not responsible for his results at all. It was his thinking about it. That was at the root cause of it. Once he became aware of the impact his thoughts were having, and he understood he had 100% control of those thoughts and the feelings those thoughts produces and what he did when he was feeling that way, he got his power back. It is powerful. And here's the magic. When you are aware of the way this formula works, you choose how you're going to react to it. He told me, turns out, focusing on thoughts of trying to figure out what happened in the past and blame it for disrupting doesn't make you feel good. You do feel stuck. You just end up creating more disruption and not completing what you really want to. I call it failing ahead of time. Bob knew he wanted more. He wanted to finish that book. By being aware of his thoughts and the results he was creating, he could decide to think differently, to override the thinking his mind was spinning on. He could begin to shift from those and move forward. I'm happy to report he is well on his way to finishing his book by the end of this year. You become aware of your thoughts and the impact they're having on your life. You have all the power and control to create whatever you want for yourself. Now, this doesn't mean you'll never experience negative emotion. You will. That's the way life is designed. It's not meant to live in the land of butterflies and buttercream all the time. There will be times when you want to be sad. You want to be frustrated. That schedule falls apart. You want to feel frustrated. But it isn't the schedule that's causing the frustration. It's your thoughts about it. So remember that. It's when you're willing to feel frustrated, to feel those negative emotions and not try to avoid them, to not resist them or react in ways you don't want to, you'll stop that spin cycle that your brain likes to perpetuate. The awareness that your thoughts are causing you to feel the way you want to feel and do the things you do is everything. You understand the process and you have authority over it instead of it ruling you. And then step number three, you can decide what you want to think instead. So back to Bob, he had all these negative thoughts about COVID and the disruption he thought it was causing in his life. 
But listen, he could have chosen to think COVID was the perfect opportunity to finish this book. He could even finish it ahead of schedule. He had time outside of his practice to dedicate to it instead. Now, he didn't go from thinking COVID devastated his world to thinking it was a fabulous opportunity overnight. Those negative thoughts will keep coming up. You have the thought, perhaps in another situation, I hate my job and you feel terrible. You dread going to work every day. You're exhausted when you leave in the afternoon. You're burnt out. What are the thoughts causing those feelings? Because it's not the job. Say you want to love your job, but you can't imagine how you're going to bridge that gap. You take one step at a time to close that gap as if you were climbing a ladder. So if you're on the bottom rung, I hate my job. You want to get to the top of the ladder. I love my job. So what are the steps you can take in between to change your thinking? Perhaps the first step, the first rung on that ladder that you move up is, I have a job. Your brain can try that on. It can feel good from that. And then you take another step up that ladder. I love some things about my job. Can you list one, two, maybe three things about your job you love? Then go up one step more. I create value in my job. Your brain will start to find evidence of all the value you can create in that job. That's going to create a different set of emotions. And you're going to take different action. Then finally, you can get to the top rung. I love my job. And look, that's different than positive affirmations. I love my job. I love my job. I love my job. You look in the mirror and you say that over and over. No, that's pretending and it just doesn't work. It's actually counterproductive because when you think that thought and don't believe it, it feels terrible. If you're trying to convince yourself, I love my job and you feel bad, what are you going to do? What actions do you take? You probably don't do anything to love your job. You don't make the dread and the exhaustion and the burnout better. But when you direct your brain to think, I have a job, it can practice focusing on that and believing that. That is believable. Then you advance one more step toward closing the gap. I love this about my job. Two things I love about my job. That feels better, and you're probably looking for ways to love your job. One more step. I create value in my job. Now, how do you feel? Is that believable? Sure it is. And you can feel hopeful when you think that thought and start creating great value in that job. Then you can see where you can get to the point of loving your job because the job has not changed. It is not creating your emotions. Your thoughts have. Now, you won't get there as long as you're committed to hanging on to that thought, I hate my job. You're going to continue to feel terrible, continue to feel exhausted, continuing to feel dread and burnout. And you'll carry that likely to the next practice you go because you haven't changed your thought life. You're abdicating all your responsibility and power to things outside of you, that job, instead of understanding all your power is in your thoughts and inside you. So the first step is to gain awareness about your thoughts. What is it that you're thinking? 
Really tune into that. Then next, decide if you want to continue thinking those thoughts. Do those thoughts serve you? Do you like those thoughts? Are they creating the result you want? And then third, decide what you want to choose instead. Which thoughts better serve and support the vision of the life you want to create? This one thing will change everything because you will use your power to change your inner world instead of giving your power away to your outer world, expecting it to give you what you want. It is the one thing. And listen, if you want more support in your mental hygiene practices, come join me in the Dynamic Dental Professionals Facebook group. That's where other dental professionals hang out and dig deeper into these skills. And look, I'm so excited. I'm going to be sharing some news about a new program I'm launching this fall. It's called Modern Mental Hygiene Mastery. It's where you can go to learn more about these skills and practices on a deeper level. And you can earn continuing education credit while you do it. So stay tuned for that. I've really been working hard to create this course and give you incredible value for your mental health and well-being. It is going to be fantastic. I hope you have a fabulous week, my friends, and I'll talk to you inside the Facebook group or in next week's episode. Bye. Hey, have you had a chance to download your free copy of my mental hygiene checklist yet? Visit BethHeilmanCoaching.com to get your copy. It teaches you the practical skills you need to achieve the same level of excellent mental hygiene as your dental hygiene. Don't miss out on this valuable resource for both your personal and professional growth.